Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. God is still on the throne, and prayer changes things. Today, Greg Patton and Ken Copley look in Scripture to tackle the problem many Christians face today, the problem of depression. Then, a little later on in the program, Ministry President Dr. Kenneth Hill will have an exciting ministry update. Conference season kicks off February 17th and 18th in Niceville, Florida. Speakers include Doug Stoffer, Dr. Larry Spargimino, Greg Patton, Larry Stamm, Micah Van Huss, and Josh Davis. Reserve your seats today by visiting the events page of our website, swrc.com, or give us a call, 1-800-652-1144. We have a full schedule of conferences crisscrossing the country this year, so make plans to be with us at one of our upcoming conferences, swrc.com, and click on Events. It's been reported that two-thirds of all suicides are caused by depression. Ken Copley and Greg Patton examine causes of depression and what can be done to help those who are suffering. Our guest again today is Dr. Ken Copley, author of The Great Deceiver, which, of course, is available here at Southwest Radio Church at swrc.com, or right now you can call 1-800-652-1144. It is good today as we talk about one of the hot topics in America, the area of depression. Dr. Copley, welcome on board today. Great to be with you, Brother Greg. Thank you so much. And I uh, thought we'd get started. I know you're going to cover some areas here, depression, what brings that all about. But let me ask just to start off here, depression, more prevalent today than ever before? Far more prevalent today than ever before. And that's worldwide, by the way. Why do you think that is? What's happening? We're not crying out to God. I think we live in a society that's confused. And I think our educational systems are not teaching the truth to our children, and our government lies through its teeth, and people are kind of pulled back and forth internally because they don't know which way to go or what to believe or what to think. So what brings about the depression? I know you have some areas you want to touch on, and I certainly want you to get to those right away today so we can have our audience understand what's going on in this area of depression and how It could be tied in the area of the demonic, which is something both you and I both hone in on in our ministries. And so maybe we could get started here on uh, depression and what's the cause. I think there are probably three causes of depression. One, in some cases, and this is highly overdiagnosed as such, there can be a biochemical problem in a person's body and individuals that have come from uh, sinful backgrounds and sometimes the amount of serotonin being produced in our bodies is substandard. Many times with a suicidal victim, they find there is virtually no depression in their mind at all. Do you think this is a a big part of the suicide rate in America? Two-thirds of all suicides in the U.S. involve depression. There are some ways to treat those individuals. There's psychological counseling. There are antidepressant pills, of course. In extreme cases, shock therapy. But I believe it goes deeper than that. And I believe we can look at another source, and that would be psychological depression. Mayo Clinic says depression is a mood disorder that causes persistent feelings of sadness and a loss of interest. Sometimes 
depression can come because simply we uh, have unfulfilled desires. I'll give you an example, and this would be tragic, but a, a young woman and her husband are excited about the birth of a baby, and they're six months along, and all of a sudden there's a stillbirth. And that is a very, very psychologically, emotionally, and physically painful time for them. The Bible says we can go into depression if sometimes we overextend ourselves. There's in the Bible, there was Elijah had a massive demonic power encounter with the prophets of Baal. God rained down fire from heaven, consumed the altar. He uh, put to death 450 prophets of Baal, ran all the way back to Jerusalem, which was about 20 miles. Jezebel the queen sent Elijah a note saying in 24 hours, you will be dead. And he ran into the wilderness, sat down under a juniper tree, and asked God to take his life. All of us at times may have our juniper tree experience, but hope deferred makes the heart sick. The scripture says, I, I know a fellow that worked all his life to win a gold medal in the Olympics in skiing, and he did. He won the gold medal, and he said the next day, he went into a deep, dark depression. He said it was like he was on a mountain the day before, and the next day somebody moved the mountain. So that is another reason, and in that kind of situation, we need good sleep, we need good food, need good advice from the scriptures. But then there's also spiritual depression. And Timothy says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. There is the spirit of fear, and the spirit is demonic working through lies. Spiritual warfare is facing the enemy's lies with God's truth. That's what the battle is all about. It is a raging battle. It is a humongous battle. Every place I look in society, I see the enemy is having a phenomenal influence today. The root cause of depression is an inherited spirit of fear. I believe with all of my heart the people I've counseled for depression, and it used to be my eight-hour counseling session, about half of those each day was for depression, so I am very, very familiar with this whole subject. I would sit down with a person, and after building some rapport, I would ask them, what are you afraid of? See, what happens with fear is it puts it in fight or flight mode, and once we are in that mode, then all of a sudden our uh, production of serotonin is limited or it stops. And some people just live in a, in a state of fear. So I believe there are four huge areas that people become fearful in. The first one is there's a fear of rejection. Now, this is an interesting subject because I know people that have committed suicide because of fear of rejection. People have ended up uh, trying to take their life because of fear of rejection. People have walked in deep depression because of a fear of rejection. The scriptures give us a real good antidote to this. God has given us some unchangeables. For instance, our birth parents, we had no choice over who was going to parent us. Matter of fact, my kids didn't have any choice over who was gonna parent them. Then the brothers, we got a family, brothers and sisters. God gave those to us in his will. 
They're part of the package many times. There's relatives, some are awesome. Our gender, male or female, we were given our gender, we're to accept our gender from God, we can rejoice in our gender, and there are physical features God's given us, some are tall, some are short, some of us have big noses and floppy ears, some of us are thin bells, some of us are stocky, that's from God, God is a wonderful designer, there's our mental capacity, it's obvious that some people have a little more horsepower between their ears than others, thank God for what he's given us. There's birth defects. We all have various types of deficiencies. God's in control. Our nationality. And God had us born into this time in history, and I'm in a time of history where I am amazed at what's happening in our world today. And then our whole aging process and death. And there is a time that we're all going to die, and the Bible says, it is appointed unto men once to die, after that the judgment. That's found in Hebrews 9 and verse 27. That's an appointment we're not going to miss. If we do not accept these factors that constitute our being and purposes for our life, how in the world can we expect others to accept us? It needs to start with, I'm going to accept myself. And then we have another factor of fear, and that is a fear of failure. Many times people live in absolute fear of failure. I know a fellow, his dad always called him worthless and no good and an idiot. You'll never amount to anything. And the guy worked like crazy. He worked 20 hours a week, built a company, owned a good sized boat, had two small planes, and his family went without a dad. And finally, in his early 50s, he died of a heart attack. He virtually worked himself to death. The ironic thing is his father had been dead for seven years, and he was still working to prove to his father that he was not a failure. So fear of failure. Success is not possible without wisdom in making decisions. And wisdom begins with the fear of the Lord. And we have to get serious about the Scriptures because the enemy is going to send lies into our lives. That's how he operates. Well, we both have experienced that in working with folks. You're listening to Dr. Ken Copley, author of The Great Deceiver. So many of you getting in touch with us, getting this book, and you need to at 1-800-652-1144 or swrc.com. Dr. Ken Copley, talking today about depression. Onward, my brother. I listen in counseling, listen for demonic lines. People have been lied to. I've been lied to. We all have areas in our lives that are not true, but we don't know they're not true because they haven't been exposed to the truth, and the scriptures are the truth. The wisdom begins with the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Fear of the Lord is a continual awareness that he created us for his purposes and pleasure, and that he is intimately concerned about every one of our thoughts, words, and actions. He will perform his will through us. When we're in fellowship with God and we're listening to him speak to us on a daily basis, we can be sure that he's going to guide us to true success. God is the one who is successful in and through our lives, not we in and of ourselves. So the fear of failure, the lie is from the enemy that we can achieve our own success. 
with our personal skills and resources. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. You can do nothing of lasting value without Christ. And I'd like to say right now, if you've been struggling with fear in your life and depression, make sure you know the Lord Jesus Christ. Make sure you come to him. The door is open. He loves you. He shed his blood for you on the cross of Calvary. He took your sin and paid for it on the cross. He was buried. He arose again the third day from the dead. And he says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The Spirit says, come. And those who hear the word say, come. The door is open. It says, come to me and I will give you rest. So when we're in fellowship with God, we listen to him. God has given us some great commandments in the scriptures. And the closer we get to the Lord and our walk with him, the more fear dissipates. And then we have, thirdly, the fear of poverty. The lie of the fear of poverty from the enemy is I must provide for myself. The truth is God will supply all of our needs through Jesus Christ. Our Lord David the king said, once I was young, now I'm old, and I've yet to see the righteous begging for bread. Again, God's antidote to Satan's lies is the fear of poverty is fueled by a flames of discontent with the basic essentials of life. And Paul explained that godliness with contentment is great gain. Paul goes on to tell us in Timothy that we... Uh, brought nothing into this world, it's certain we can carry nothing out. Having food and clothing, he says, let us be content. Anything more than that is not going to make us any more content. Having food and clothing, let us be content. Someone asked John Rockefeller, how much money is enough? And he wisely answered, just a little more. The accumulation of possessions and the cares of this life block out the treasures of God's ramas. And that rhema is a word from God. We need to read the scriptures and let God speak through his word to us. It's a portion of scripture. The Bible says, Jesus said in his temptation in the wilderness, he said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word or every rhema that proceeds from the mouth of God. And so the root cause of fear of poverty is a lack of faith and the love and ability for God to provide what we need. It's a faith problem. Jesus pointed out this to his disciples when he said, If God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? In other words, is God going to take care of us? Absolutely. He's going to take care of us. Scripture says, well, faith is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. As we seek God daily, he provides for us. I've lived many decades. I can think back. There's never a time where God has not provided for me. Just joined us, listening to Dr. Ken Copley, talking about those four big problems that bring about depression in our life. This is from his book, The Great Deceiver, available at swrc.com, or you can call 1-800-652-1144. We have three of them now. And then we have the fear of death. The lie is we cannot know what is on the other side, or if there is another side, that's the devil, loves to teach people that lie. And 
I know people live in absolute fear of dying. That's some of times an extreme health food craze can come from a deep fear of death. I'm not saying don't eat healthy because we must, but I think we need to keep our lives balanced in all that we do, including sleep and food and rest and exercise and fellowship with other believers and so on. So we have the fear of death. The truth is to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So the hope of eternal life is every believer has the glorious hope of eternal life in heaven. You know, to pass away would not be a horribly bad thing to have happen. Therefore, we do not sorrow as others have no hope, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. Scripture says, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Then it goes on to say, wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Well, you hear that at funerals quite often, but it's also good to remind ourselves in daily living. I was counseling with a pastor one time who was absolutely terrified of death. He feared greatly death, and I, he had seen others in his life, like a younger brother, Don. His parents had died when they were in their 50s, and he was just terrified by death. And we had to sit down and say, uh, let's look at some advantages of actually dying and going to heaven. Number one, it allows me to be in the presence of God instantly not a bad thing to die. As a matter of fact, it's a very good thing to die. I counseled with a lady one time that she was so fearful of death that she couldn't leave her house. So they got her bundled up. They got her to my office. Very difficult for her to come in. And so we sat down and talked for a little while. And I asked you, what are you afraid of? Oh, she said, I'm terrified of dying. I was very gentle with her. I said, if you die, where would you go? She said, oh, I would be with Jesus. I said, oh, that would be terrible. No more sorrow, no more suffering, no more pain. She said, no, it wouldn't. But I said, you still have fear of dying. She said, well, I do. She said, I have two adult sons who have not received Christ as their Savior. I said, well, the other day I was reading the Bible, and it seems like somebody else does the saving. She said, uh, yeah, that's Jesus. I said, you think you can trust your sons to Jesus? Think he can do his will and work in their lives? And she said, you know, I believe that's possible. She wonderfully and gloriously gave her life to the Lord to do his will, to trust him, and the fear of death was gone. Matter of fact, she went and testified at other churches around the city just how God had delivered her from the fear of death. Again, the Bible says some have been in bondage all their life due to the fear of death. That's fantastic, Doc. A closing thought. Let's say that I have depression as a Christian here. Where do I start? What do I do? If you're on depressants, don't get off of them. Only a doctor can take you off. 
but get into the scriptures. Make sure you know Jesus Christ is your Savior and Lord, and then start meditating on the Bible. Read the Bible. Memorize portions of the Bible. Meditate on the Bible. Make sure that you are not living in fear. If you are living in fear, cry out to God. Why is this fear? Fear is more than a head fear. It's a heart fear. It's a felt fear. And God can deliver you from that. Don't let the enemy get a victory in your life. Thank you, gentlemen. Today's program is available on CD to share with family and friends. Order your copy today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Friends, we have a common enemy who is extremely active in our world today. And as the great deceiver, his power is in the lie. And as believers, we are engaged in a huge conflict, battling the devil's lies with God's truth. The warfare is real. Ken Copley's book entitled The Great Deceiver will open eyes to the work of the enemy in today's world and will help you unmask the lies of Satan. Order your copy of The Great Deceiver when you call 1-800-652-1144 or you can order this book as well as all of our other resources at our website, swrc.com. Before we begin a brand new month tomorrow, let's take a look at all of the wonderful things that are happening here at Your Watchman on the Wall. Here's Ministry President Dr. Kenneth Hill with the exciting update. It's good to be with you today to give you a little update of what's going on at the Watchman on the Wall broadcast and Southwest Radio Church Ministries. My name is Kenneth Hill. I'm the president of SWRC, and I am delighted, delighted to serve in that capacity. And we are excited about what God is doing, what he did in January, and what he's going to do in February of this year. And that excitement, I hope, is contagious so you as well can be excited with us. Now let's talk about what has gone on in the month of January just past here. We need to let you know that we have begun the launch of a brand new resource called Timely Tools. It is a resource catalog And it's exciting, it's new, it's a different way to allow you to see the latest resources that are available from SWRC and uh, Watchmen on the Wall. It is exciting to me to have it in my hand and to be able to turn the pages. It's a beautiful format, good pictures and good color, well printed. And it's beautiful, to say the least. It allows you to see what God is giving to us through our ministries here. And it is exciting to see because it's such good new opportunities that we have with the programs. Now, we also have the Prophetic Observer and the Pastor's Letter that comes out every month, it's going to be arriving toward the end of January, 
should be receiving it about now. It has the same great insight and information, but it's in an easier format to read and to enjoy. And in fact, it is one of those things that I think we should have done a long time ago, but we didn't. The Lord gave us opportunity to do it now through the printing, the way that we're doing our printing in the print shop and other places, and it's an exciting effort. The prophetic observer and the pastor's letter will be presented as it has been, but in a new printed style. And new features on the Watchman on the Wall broadcast starting in February will include the Invisible War on the Saints with Dr. Greg Patton and Dr. Ken Copley. They'll be discussing how to have victory over Satan and his lies in our lives. Preparations are underway for our 90th anniversary. In April, we'll have some major announcements. You won't want to miss that. Be sure to put the April broadcasts on your listening schedule. Believe it or not, 90 years is a capstone. In fact, the research that we've done over the years, we have not found another Bible teaching, preaching program that has a daily broadcast that is older. It is the oldest daily Christian presentation broadcast on the air in the United States. And we'll be celebrating our 90th anniversary in April. We want you to celebrate with us. We want you to be listening. We'll have special programs on. We'll have programs featuring those who have led the ministry in the past as well as those who are leading the ministry today. Also, we want you to know that the year 2023 is going to have a lot of conferences. There's a complete schedule of the conferences on our website, swrc.com. This year's theme is Clarity to the Chaos. That will be going to Florida, California, Tennessee, Kansas, Indiana, Ohio, Michigan, and Iowa, Colorado, and Nevada. So, wow, we're going to have a lot of conferences, and they're all going to be packed full of the information that you need to make plans to be ready to leave this world when the time comes. We know that it's also a plan of living our lives as Christ would have us to live them not just to escape, but to serve him and to make presentation of the gospel plain to those who would listen. And so that's what we're doing and what we are to do, and I trust that you will join with us in this effort. May God bless you, my friend. Remember that God is still on the throne and prayer changes things. Today's featured resource is Ken Copley's book, The Great Deceiver. This book will open your eyes to the work of the enemy in today's world and will help you unmask the lies of Satan. 
Order The Great Deceiver today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Tomorrow, Dr. Larry Spargimino and Marvin McIlvaney will bring clarity to the chaos as they look at the latest headlines from the end times. Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station or by subscribing to our daily Watchman on the Wall podcast. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Please visit swrc.com.